Hey guys, today we have a really good podcast for you. It's just me, Kara. We lost Nick, but we have two beautiful girls, so it's going to be kind of a girls club. We have Rosalie and Rochelle here today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little bit and tell them a little bit about themselves. You're going to really want to know them. Hi guys. Hi. What's up? <laughs> Hi, I'm Rosalie. I live here in St. George and I'm married. I was in foster care from the time that I was 11 until I graduated high school. And then I went on to college, served a mission, met my husband, and just alone in St. George, figuring out what's next in life. I am Rochelle Lane. I have been, or I was in foster care for, how, how long did you do? Seven years? It was, I, was, I was a year over you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Long time. Right? (laughs) I'm currently 27 also. Just had my birthday on August 20th. Ah, just kidding. Rosalie told me. What did you even call you? Thank you. What did you even say? You were like joining the 27th club or something like that? (laughs) Yeah. For how many months? When's your birthday? Uh, March. So for six months. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would say. We're not one bit. We don't one bit. We don't look one bit alike, but we're Irish Irish twins. Yes, <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So your mom just back to back. Well, we're not real well, sisters. Because we're not biological. Then no. Oh, I didn't know you were in biological. Oh, oh really? No. Really? So I knew you didn't look alike at all. <laughs> yeah. Nope. We. But that happens. Okay. I thought maybe you were half. Oh no. So yeah. Okay. So I was actually in foster care. This is why. Okay, this will be good to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. So we had your parents here, your foster parents. Do you call them just mom and dad? Yeah. Yeah, it like depends who, how well people know us. I know it's then my we daughter. Distinguish and because, her, or we don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my daughter's siblings, I guess I should say. They just call so many people mom and dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> they have, because they have so many like mom and dad figures and they don't really differentiate. And then some people are very particular. Like, this is stepmom, this is. You know, foster parents, yeah. so I never know. No, we typically, like, just say mom and dad. It's just but if it's someone who knows, it's like, okay, my, if they're like, well, which mom are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, my, my mom or my foster mom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Makes sense. And then Victoria is my real sister. Yes. She's same mom, same dad. Because you guys so. look so much alike. Yeah. You think <laughs> so? Yeah. I think so, too. <laughs> well, See, now I that I, I know that you're like. sisters. So just yeah. backstory a little bit for everyone listening in, especially if you didn't listen to the episode. Last week with these guys' foster parents, my caseworker for my Brayden is Rochelle's sister. <laughs> so we didn't make that connection until way later. Yeah. Um, I ran into them at the store, and I was like, hugging Victoria and just like so happy to see her that I saw you I was like what, what? I know I know I was really confused I was like wait a second what's, what's happening here but I, I probably shouldn't be because I know my sister works for DCFS so and she's yeah, literally she one of my favorite humans on the whole planet I adore her we need to have her in she's yeah. a joy you're like oh, she's my love sister. you Victoria <laughs> yeah. okay so how did so did you guys just both end up with Tiffany at the same time, or how did that? Yeah, so I me how I was in foster care before Rochelle, and I lived with my aunt and uncle, and then I moved to a foster home in Enterprise, and I was there for probably a year by myself, and then 
that's when Rochelle came. Rochelle and another girl, but Rochelle and I stayed together the rest of the time. So we got removed from that home and then placed at Ryan and Tiffany's together. But we were only at that other home for like three months together. Not really long enough to make a connection. I think we knew we were different from I each other. I'm sorry. It's like a tricky time. And, you know, because well, you, you don't friends. just look different. <laughs> your personalities are very different. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're in survival mode. You're not trying to, like, like make new friends, probably. Yeah, no. Well, and, like, people, I don't know, I think... For me, I was really aware of, like, how other people would reflect on me. I didn't really want people to know I was in foster care. Yeah. So, if, like, I show or and I had kind of established, you know, a little bit. Enterprise is small, so I had, you know. Yeah, you had your had friends. Had a reputation, and, yes. and then. So, it was just, like, tricky. I don't know. So Honestly, why, I was a tiny Why blend. did they move you together? I don't God. know. <laughs> just because yeah, they knew you I needed really each other. <laughs> I think because, I think that teenagers are hard to place, right? Yeah. And then, so maybe they took a chance with Ryan and Tiffany. Will you take two teenage girls? And then, yeah, that like, makes sense. Like, we already knew each other, to place so. both of you. Yeah, because they had to remove us, and that's kind of how it happened. We had met Ryan and Tiffany, I think, once, and not really met, right, not Michelle? Not like, you did. Oh, okay. You and Angela did. So, Ryan and Tiffany knew the girl, the other foster girl that was with us, and mm-hmm. she, she had gone on a visit, actually, for Lainey's kindergarten graduation so their oldest had just turned I just graduated kindergarten oh okay and so I only I think I saw Tiffany from the car and Ryan came in to help Angela carry some things in so I remember seeing him and I like looked really nice and then a few not much later we were getting removed from that home and they're like hey no we went to the crisis center first you didn't meet them before you went to the house Mm -mm. no how that, like, I just, like, lost my breath for a second. Because that must be so hard. Like, you're just going to go live at these people's house. You don't even know them. And yeah. scary. Yeah. Which, I don't know for you, Rochelle, but for me, when I went to Enterprise, I did meet that family first. I was at the Crisis Center as well. Mm-hmm. Fun place. Super fun. <laughs> I actually so, love the Crisis Center. Yeah, we were very different. <laughs> I, like, dread it. Could never go back and be so happy. And Rochelle's like, I love the people there. They were so kind. Uh, I, I hated it. So. Yeah. Was there for about two weeks. Yeah. Too. But I, we weren't there. Like, they, I don't know. They did fun stuff with us. Like, yeah. Like, we the went guys hiking. Really nice. And they were, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. That's so funny because for me, I just felt confined. And it was very, like. See, and they, lo- they like, we got to walk to Iceberg and stuff like that. So it probably, yeah, it depends on the people there and the experience. Yeah, I mean, I and think, it was me and my brother, too, so I don't know. Oh, that can make a difference. I was not there with family, and I think even if I could leave, I actually did leave a few times, but it still, it was like that confinement. I just... Yeah, I mean, it was rough, especially doing school all day, because school was, like, bogus. I'm like, man, this stuff is, like, first grader stuff. The <laughs> <laughs> school is bogus. <laughs> I do mean my brother would finish and we'd be like just sitting there like, okay, we're supposed to be doing this for like four more hours. We're like done with this whole package. We're kind of smart. I don't know. We're kind of at grade level here. That's hilarious. So So you go to the house and like, what was your, what was your first impression? Uh, They had all these cute kids out in the driveway waiting for us. So for me, that was comforting. I'm like, okay, cool. And then you didn't like kids. kids. So you're like, oh, great. (laughs) I was so just were you asked, like, did they ask you guys anything? Like, what do you want in a home? No. They literally mm-hmm. took us out. We went to the crisis center, stayed the night. 
went to Ryan and Tiffany's. They didn't even tell us wow. nothing. Yeah. And we only did that had just a... make you feel. How did you feel? Were you just kind of going? I was with so it? happy to get an Enterprise. I had. I didn't yeah, even care. Yeah, surprisingly, it wasn't. I think I was more terrified when I moved to Enterprise. I don't know if mm-hmm. terrified's the right word. You know, like uneasy. I've, than going to Ivan's. Yeah. So for whatever so it reason, up, it was an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, and maybe, well, and this was, like, the feeling before we had even met them. So maybe because Angela liked them, so we knew they Would were be nice. nice. Yeah. And we, even though we weren't friends yet, or sisters yet, mm. I think at least we, like, knew each other. So even yeah. though we, we weren't close. Yeah, and you close, had someone, so yeah. it would probably be scarier <laughs> to go alone. Yeah. Even though you didn't like each other necessarily, it's like another teenager that's... At mm-hmm. least it was familiar. Yeah. Yeah, which is yes. funny. I feel like that's kind of a trend of foster care. I'm like, oh, all this is familiar, so... Yeah. It's better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wanted to leave Enterprise for a while. I remember, like, on and off with my caseworker, like... And then she'd be like, okay, I can look for a new placement. And then I would get so nervous. Like, mm. well, at least I know what to expect here. And so I stayed, which is fine because I ended up meeting, meeting Rochelle and how it all worked Enterprise out was fine. Enterprise one of those... Bigger houses with kids in and out and stuff like that. Uh, the foster home was built like she was like a she was like Proctor, so she could do mm-hmm. upper level kids, and her mm-hmm. house was big. So just for people listening, but. Proctor is kind of people that have extra training so they can handle more high risk, more high risk kids with um, you know problems that need more training, basically. And she's she's just she did foster care for many years too, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tricky to talk about, I think, because we've, like, come a long way from there. But it just wasn't, it wasn't com- comfortable. Yeah. Like, the... You didn't feel at home. Rosie no. had a little bit of experience. Me, on the other hand, Enterprise was pretty rough. The school was pretty rough. The people were... That was probably the hardest part was school. But the funny thing is, it, I but... think it was opposite for me. I was like, well, I can have the least because I feel comfortable at school. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then you... Well, everyone worse. hated me. Like, all these girls hated me. Aww. They were my friend for a week, and then all of a sudden they hated me. So I was like, okay. In a tiny town like that, though, things are either one way or yeah. another. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was so cool. Like, like we were good. And then the next week, it was not. I was like, oh, right. Well, this is fine. I'm just yeah. going to do this on my own then. <laughs> well, well you already have that, like, sense of aloneness, right? Because yeah. you're a young teenage girl. For sure. Yes. So we were talking about how, I, I don't know why, I always love this story when Tiffany talks about how she's like, well, what do you want for your lives? And you guys were like, well, we want to be classy. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I want to hear that, that story from y'all's perspective. It, it kind of gradually just kind of was in, like imprinted in our brains from like day one with them. And it wasn't like just one conversation. They would just kind of always say it to us. Yeah. Don't you remember them always just kind of yeah. saying it to us? And then... I don't know. At first, I was like, I do not, like, I want to go back to Leverkin. I don't want to, like, this is, I just want to be back in my old roots. Yeah. Kind of culture shock, kind of shock. Yeah. I think even for you more than me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I was just like, man, these people are crazy. <laughs> really? <laughs> and so I what remember, did you think was crazy? Oh, my gosh. When I met <laughs> Papa the first time, do you remember him? Oh, wow. And I, I love my papa and Nana to death. They're, they're just, they're amazing. And he is just, I don't know if you've ever met Paul. I have He's Tiffany's uh, dad. Uh-huh. And he's just, he's so funny. And I just remember him, like, whistling and being so loud. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And, like, he has his some of his ears chopped off. So I'm like, <laughs> what is going on with this guy? <laughs> 
I think it's so hard for someone else to imagine, like, just being plopped into somebody's family. Yeah. And it's like, what is the deal here? Yeah, and then the Nana, Tiffany's mom, she is just so content and just, oh, just so nice and sweet and um, just very calm, and Papa is just out there, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Complete opposite. Yeah, and Ryan, he's he was being all funny, and I just remember the kids were being crazy, and then Louie, the big fat pug, uh-huh. like, oh, they had a huge pug. And I was just like, okay, well. What are we doing? Yeah, we walk in and I'm like, awesome, there's at least children. Like, usually that's not awkward or uncomfortable, right? Yeah. (laughs) And Rochelle's like, okay, I'll take to the dogs. Yeah. (laughs) You guys both had something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we, so we like got to their house and walked down the driveway and saw the kids first. And then we walked inside and Tiffany's like, hi. And we could see the front room. And then she showed us to our bedroom where we set a few things down. And I think we walked to the front room with the caseworker to, like, meet them for the first time and talk before the caseworker kind of left us. Then we yeah. Were, we were home, you know. Oh, wow. Air quotes. <laughs> and, yeah, just, like, sitting on the couch. They were very, they were sweet, like, beautiful people. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know. It felt, it felt all right to me. What do it you think, Rochelle? It did feel homey at first. I never, like, even walking in, I never felt... Like an uneasiness, like I did in Enterprise, for sure. And then you guys, one, I I don't remember who's who, but you guys each kind of took to one of the parents. I took to Tiffany. Yeah. Okay. And Ryan became my dad (laughs) pretty easy, which honestly is the biggest blessing. I didn't really have a dad. My mom divorced my dad when I was three. Uh He's probably been in jail more than he's been out of jail. And then uh, my stepdad also, like, was an alcoholic, and so he was in jail a ton, and then didn't really feel like the dads that I had in foster care up to that point were anything special you know maybe a little better than my yeah yeah so being at Ryan and Tiffany's I think that's why it was so easy for me to he seems like such a nice guy yeah Yeah. such like an involved dad which was such a surprise and I I did have a close relationship with my mom and so Later, I, it wasn't a conscious thing, but I think that that was like what caused like the rift between Tiff and me. Yeah. yeah, was maybe I felt like, she, well, I have a mom, and so I didn't want to like betray that yeah. relationship. But with Ryan, it wasn't. There was nobody else's space that he was taking up, yes. so I could kind of just have. And I don't know. Maybe our backgrounds are a little bit more similar. Like I remember going to work with him. If I had a hard day at high school, I could like call and he would pick me up, and I'd go to work with him and. He would pack me lunches for school. Aww. I went to Tuacon, so they didn't really have a cafeteria. So he got up in the morning and packed me lunches. Oh, I learned cute. how to drive on my way She's to school. She's his favorite child. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe just between you and me. I don't know. She's not denying <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to speak for all nine, but... <laughs> I'm my dad's favorite, so I get it. I get it. But, That's funny. Yeah, like taught me to drive. I just have really like special memories of yeah driving myself to high school and then swapping spots and Ryan driving home and. That's so cute. Anyway, so how what connected you to Tiffany? Do you think? Um, I think I don't, she was just she's always or she it's in her nature to be so motherly. Yes. And I think I don't know to be honest. I think she was just always so calm with me. And I just kind of, I just, I think I cleaned that, I think. Yeah. And I was, just I got really sick. Remember, I got really sick my either eighth grade or s- freshman year, I can't remember. And I was out for like a month. I got walking pneumonia, or not, oh, oh I got pneumonia, not walking. And 
I just remember like her just being so like so caring and stuff and I think that's kind of when we kind of clicked because I was constantly with her because I was just I couldn't go to school yeah and so I just kind of laid at the house all day she would just make me food I kind of got the role of what a mother should be like you know because my mom slept all day our house was dirty and Tiff would clean up and sing songs and clean and make food and Kind of baby you. Uh, yeah. 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 Rochelle, <laughs> Rochelle loved to be baby. Yeah. Daddy. She did baby me. For sure. <laughs> you had some baby catching up. I you. know. <laughs> yeah, Rochelle but, had to grow up quick. And so I think that was really important to be able to go to Tiffany's and just to be a kid. Yeah. 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 Like I she didn't have to worry about it. If you're sick, like the mom could worry about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of a surprise sometimes. Because yeah. <laughs> when you were young, you probably had to take care of your siblings. And... Well, she was the youngest. Or are you the I youngest? was the youngest. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I just kind of, I was very independent. I didn't really. You kind of had to, though, right? Yeah. And her yeah. siblings were old enough, and they probably didn't totally want to be the parent and also didn't well, have to Well, they don't be. do a very good job of it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's their job. As much as they yeah. try, yeah. and you love them for trying, kids are kids. Yeah, my sister, oh, if she ever came in here, she'd probably tell a story about one time she bought new clothes because she worked at Taco Bell, and I was jealous, so I grabbed one of her shirts. Well, on the way to school, she saw me wear it, so she was going to attack me. <laughs> See, she's not as sweet as she sounds. Yeah, remember. <laughs> and... I took it off and blew my nose in it and threw it at her. <laughs> oh my gosh, Michelle! That is so sibling so. I know. But, yeah, and then my brother, he just kind of did his own thing, too. We kind of were all separate. We never really, we never really got close until we got put in foster care. Really? Yeah, I hated my sister and my brother growing up. That's interesting, yeah. but it makes sense. Yeah, I hated them. They, they were really close. They always had each other, but I was always the mailman's kid, so... So, <laughs> so how far apart are you? We're all three years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was always that too with my older siblings. Like they all would buddy up against me. I felt like, yeah. but maybe we always just, they all thought that, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like they would, it was me and my younger brother were outcasts and then every now and again he got let into the club, but I never <laughs> did. <laughs> When he got let in the club, it really felt bad. Right? Sometimes <laughs> the real outcast. Yeah. That's exactly so, how it goes. How long were you there before you felt like, like this is our family and we'll always have them? Uh, it took quite a few years. Probably high school was great for me. So I would probably say high school for me. So my sophomore year. I had just turned 14 and Rochelle had turned, was 13 I was turning until 14 September. October, yeah, we came August. in. Sorry, August. <laughs> we we moved in in, I believe, June. Yeah. Anyway, so I think it, yeah, or that was just to explain, like, how long, you know, high school yes, was from yes. that. But I think that it was just experience on experience over time. And one thing that Ryan and Tiffany didn't do was they didn't give up on us. And yeah. it's cool because later in studying psychology, you know, there's such thing as a learned secure attachment. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that that's kind of what was happening until after I, like, could put a name to it. But no matter what, like if we messed up, I don't know, did teenage stuff, experimented or whatever, they were always still there. We always yeah. still got to come home. And I think so, I don't know if it was true for Rochelle, but I, there was very much like a feeling of, are they gonna still let us live here? Like, you know, like, shit, I messed oh, yeah. up. Are we gonna get kicked out or whatever? And then time and time again, it was still home even after. So I think we like learned to trust them and to believe them when they, yeah. because right away they said that, 
we were family and they cared about us and they loved us and wanted to treat us as their own kids but, and want us to feel comfortable. Yeah. And you can but, believe that intellectually probably without feeling it. Yeah. And then you can, yeah. Or even not believe it. And I think we probably <laughs> did. Like, we wanted to, but but there, there's, like, so much, like, conscious and subconscious that go into mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I think that they did a very good job of continuing to be there over and over. And then we, yeah. we learned that they really meant what they said. Yeah. And that we really were a part of the family. And you know what? Those same things have even continued into adulthood, that they've still been there even when there have been... Even, yeah, even you when know, things yeah. are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have holidays with them, birthdays, yeah. family outings. Sunday dinner, like... Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and, I, you know, I'm so thankful for Ryan and Tiffany. And, like, so Ryan and Tiffany are... Tiffany's mom lives right across, so it's like Tiffany's mom and then our house. Yeah, yeah. and so um, when I had my firstborn, we actually lived in our fifth wheel on their property, and that's when I kind of, like, I, Tiffany taught me so much from just trying to be, like, being a first-time mom, yeah, and I had that. so much help, because I mean, like, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Well, anyone. And on top and, of that, Rochelle's mom passed away before she had her baby, oh, so yeah. Tiff is literally Sorry. Rochelle's mom like her only mom yeah. you know so yeah. she's becoming a mother for the first time and yeah and I mean my mom you probably my, still always would have wanted yeah, my to mom help you, was a little but, cuckoo, but. <laughs> you only have her as well yeah so like what a blessing yeah and I'm very thankful for that because later on like I didn't like I, Tiffany was even there for the birth of my first child like wow. yeah like I I'm so blessed to have her because she taught me so much and just Having her right there and just the anxiety of a first newborn just oh. was so relieved that I could give her to her and be and go shower and just relax. And trust that the baby yes. be safe because yeah. that's so hard. That's one of the things that I think of when we talk about being that one person. Even if you know, even if someone isn't in foster care, if they could just be that one person for someone, mm-hmm. like to go through having your firstborn, you don't have any yet. Yeah, not yet. You'll understand more, but <laughs> to go through that and not have anyone, oh my gosh, I can't, it makes me, it breaks my heart just to even think about it. I know, I know. You just, you just need to rely on someone so much just mm-hmm. to get a shower or just to know how to soothe or, or like you know. breastfeed, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah I didn't know how to breastfeed and Tiffany had You wouldn't even know what to ask for help on. Yeah. Because you're just like... I know. I know everything is so awkward. You're like, I don't even know. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Even going through pregnancy for the first time. I yeah. was on the phone with my mom twice a day probably. Yeah, I was always on the phone with Tiff. I mean, she's had five. She was like a pro at she's this. like, we got this down. And I think a lot of people would like to be that for someone you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's just getting involved so that they can get connected with someone so that they can yeah I am so thankful and I think it's made us better people and to have better coping skills and communication and to live in this crazy world that everyone lives in (laughs) yeah do you feel like having that um that's another thing that I guess I think about a lot is just having that final backup plan that in times of my life when um everything else fell through and I had to end up in my parents garage or end up (laughs) (laughs) or like 
literally didn't have enough money in my account to get dinner and I had to borrow $100 to get to my next paycheck. Like those little moments that didn't seem like a big deal because I had someone. Like where, like what would I have done next if I didn't have anyone? Like do you feel that comfort in knowing? Yeah, for sure. And actually I feel that with Rosalie. Because Rosalie's my, she's, she's a lot of my rock. Like, I know. <laughs> you seem like a rock. She, <laughs> just because we experienced so much, so many things together. So, mm-hmm. like, when I call her, she gets it. Yeah. And I, she's like, I can vent to her and she doesn't take anything hard, like, hard feelings, anything, yes. you know. And so, and especially with, I mean, just recently, life has been so freaking crazy. And I, I called, Ro- I call Rosalie when I need help. Even, because yeah. she is like the pro. I don't know why she didn't become an accountant, because she's like the pro <laughs> Like, literally. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know why you're yeah, choosing healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and I've, I've had to ask a lot of help from her. Yeah. You know, and so I'm glad I have that with you because I don't know. Sometimes I don't even know what I would have done without her. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, even even my, my husband, Michael, he's like, good thing we have Rosalie. <laughs> oh, thank you, Yeah. <laughs> So, and so cool. and it's so cool because, like you said, she really gets it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. having someone in your life that does must be, because like, how many people get what you've been through? Yeah. One yeah. person, a yeah. little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's I know true. it's a cool thing because I'm thankful that my like for whatever reason I could like Rochelle could become a sister without replacing anybody. Yes. And so that, maybe that even took thing. time too. Yeah, but but. Like, I'm really close to my older siblings. I have nine siblings and three older than me. So what does that make? Five younger? Um, Isn't it funny when people ask you how many siblings you have? Yeah. I always feel bad when well, I say daughter. Do we just like, say Do you throw a bomb into the conversation and say 18? Or are you like, do you ask clarifying questions? Or do you just like throw a number out so yeah. they can <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell you. I was on a phone call the other just last night. And, and my last name's Haven. And so then I get the whole. Of course, that's oh, really popular this one, name this in this one, area. This and because they were asking, then I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I haven't known my dad since I was three. Then I got foster care. That's when I moved to Ivan. Do you want to know? And then I called my husband and I'm all. It was like word vomit, but they kept asking. I didn't know how to tell him. I know I'm not gonna know the Havens. <laughs> Maybe I shared too much. I don't know. <laughs> I have that problem. Like, I can see it in my daughter's eyes when people ask how many siblings she has, because she's just like. Honestly, she doesn't even know how many kids her dad has, for one. And, like, number two, it's like, which are you talking about? So she'll just be like, four sometimes. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, if they know. There's four brothers in our home. But I just feel like it's just, like, whatever number is going to keep them from asking a second question. Yeah, seriously. I'm all... If they know Ryan and Tiffany, then I say... Then you have to... Then I say nine from them. If they know my biological family, I say nine. If they're really digging, I'm all, okay, well, there's nine here, nine there, two half. I know. <laughs> like the most simple of questions. Or people with my daughter sometimes will just go on and on about how young I look. And I'll just be like, can we just move on? Because it makes me feel guilty because I'm just like taking credit for having a child. Uh, like I could have had her. Yeah. But I'm just like. Well, you should see what they wrote in 
my yearbook about Tiffany. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, we always got, like, your parents are milfs or yeah. dogs. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a Super fun for us. Thanks. Yeah. And when Tiffany took me to middle school, so Kenya Middle for the first time, the officer actually walked up to us and was like, hey, you guys, you girls need to get to class. And Tiffany turned around Tiffany? and she's like, oh, I, I bet she loves that. Her in. Okay. I know. <laughs> she's like, okay. <laughs> When we were we were checking in out of class once, and the teacher was like, "All oh, these moms are getting younger every year," and I was like, "Okay, it's not really okay." That is funny though. How those like how complicated the most simple of things can be. I know. And you don't, yeah, you don't necessarily want to tell everyone you meet that you have a really unique family yeah. situation. <laughs> Do you have any final things that you'd want people to know, either just about your story or about foster care or just people listening are interested in your perspective, I think maybe more than anyone's. So I would like to tell anyone that's thinking that's even like thought about foster care to go for it. (laughs) Take a class. The thing is, like, you don't have to become a foster parent the same day, you know, so maybe take a class, go to one of the the panels where you can ask some questions, get licensed, and then if it happens, like awesome. I don't know. I and like that. Yeah, it's not it's not gonna happen overnight. So just start exploring it. Yeah. And maybe the more interactions you have with it, right, then the more comfortable it could be, the more prepared you might feel. Also, I know that babies are so cute, but and teenagers aren't as cute as babies. They're but... pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I love to encourage anyone to to consider teenagers as well because I think that we also need definitely need loving homes and Tiffany always tells us how grateful she is because we were helpful like we're not tiny we don't have poopy diapers it's true <laughs> no and we ran I love groceries. I love I love that you're giving that message because teenagers are so much fun they get such a bad name and my daughter I mean I feel like I I understand kid lingo I'm I'm like staying cool because I have <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, not cool at all. It's really embarrassing, actually. But no, I... It's so cool that she does not think that. <laughs> yeah, no. I remember hearing Tiffany's story and in my mind thinking, that is so cool for her. You know? Like, oh, funny. Like, not before my you story, it. but that's so cool that she could do that. And I don't know why, because I do love teens. Like, they're so fun. But I just didn't think that would be something I would want to do. And then being on the other side of it, it's just, it's been the light of my life. Like, I love my daughter so much. She's such a joy. And how long have you had her? For four years. So is she still in care or? So she's, no, we, um, we became our guardians a couple years ago and then she's 18 now. Oh, She's a full grown, but she still lives at home. Yeah. I don't think she'll and ever be forever, right? Like, <laughs> and if she can get married and have kids, and we'll just still live together. <laughs> but That's that was so one cool. of the things, like we were kind of talking about, about not having a backup plan. I think that was something in the back of her mind from, I don't know if she's just responsible or if this is something that you guys all kind of experience when you're in care at that age. But... Um, just so worried about aging out and then having no one and not like just what kind of career am I going to have and how am I going to take care of myself and just I think she would worry herself sick about that when you feel like you have to do it all on your own yeah you know and 
for someone that has a backup plan to try to relate to that, I think it's important to talk about because I don't think people think about that, what yeah. that would feel like. And so for her now, I just love to joke, like, you're going to be here till you're 80. <laughs> because I think it's so, I don't think she will. She's just, she's so responsible and she'll, she's already got a sweet boyfriend. I think she'll have, she'll make good choices, but I wouldn't mind. I love her. <laughs> I just want her to feel like, you know, I, you know, those moms, I, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so I can just tell this. You know those moms, they're just like those, I don't know, Italian moms that are like, you can never leave my house. And I'm really not like that because I'm so independent that I'm just like, fly, you know, fly your wings. Let's do this thing. But with her, I feel like a little extra of that makes her feel really loved. And, and I feel that way. I could keep her forever. But I just... I don't know why I keep talking about it, but I just no, think that's such an important thing. Yeah, I know. To for have sure. that feeling of like, at the end of the day, if everything goes wrong, I have that one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, think about like when someone moves away to college, right? there's like fall break, winter break, summer break. And if you, it's so, like, people go home to their families time. during yes. that time. Yeah. And so to know that there are, if your foster parents are willing, you know, and you have that closeness and that connection to be able to offer these grown foster care adults to, like, a place to come home to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's really special. And I don't know if I, – I feel like it's kind of changing toward that maybe or maybe just because that's what was our experience and it feels that way. But I hope that that's becoming more normal because yes, even into adulthood, you still need family and support, support. people to call and, and if – yeah. And it doesn't <laughs> have to be the picture-perfect idea of what people think, like – like, you guys have other siblings and mm-hmm. other family members, and you love them. And um, I think people can get kind of weird and territorial about yeah. things like that. And for me, I felt really strong that I needed to be very clear that all of your family is welcome here. They're my family if they're your family. And they're, you're also welcome to go and not have me involved. And there's no competition here. Yeah. It's just more people to love you. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you love your mom, and even if you wish you were still with your mom, even if things were hard, I get that. And I wish you could be with your mom too, you know? I wish she was healthy enough for that. And I feel like that's a hard thing to do when you just love someone so much and you want to be there everything. But and I think it is opening up. But it is like such a myopic view, like you have two parents and I'm your parent and if you love this person then you don't love me as much it's important to see and that's yeah. what Brian and Tiffany were really things. good about like they were very open with our family like yeah very invited open invited them over yeah and we would go with both sometimes like we have a place to go home to for for holidays but sometimes holidays get tricky because then we it's like we have our new like spouse's being, family and like, then a biological oh, family yeah. and then a foster family family <laughs> And yeah. they don't get offended if we don't show up. Yeah. They're very... Is, that's really... Yeah. Funny. Like yeah. what you were saying, how you kind of approach that with Anna. Like, to, sometimes just to be able to hear that makes makes it better, too. Yeah. Just to know there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You're it's not going to okay. hurt my feelings. And yeah. Whatever, and like, okay. Thanks. Like, I really yeah. needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Because I do love you and I do care about you, but there are a lot of people, you know, like, mm-hmm. you feel like you have to share your time with. Totally. Yeah. Holidays are crazy, I feel like. I bet, I bet. And you probably have things you want to do that you don't even get to do because you're too busy spreading your time. Mm -hmm. 
But so much better than not having anywhere to Yeah, I agree. Oh, right? yeah, I, I would take it, it over. Yep. <laughs> yep, I no would. Influence. Do you have any final words for us? I would just say what Rose, the same thing as Rosalie said, you know, just don't give up. And if you do it, do it with full heart and just go for it. And and it's okay to fail. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Don't beat yourself up on it. I mean, they, everyone's different. Personalities collide. Like, it's not... I mean, obviously, it's not going to be all freaking gumbos and gumbos. Wow. <laughs> rainbows. Gum, rainbows yeah, rainbows. And <laughs> but, you know, just remember that, like, we also Make need love and we need guidance just as much as you guys, like, as everyone else did growing up. So, yeah. thank yeah. you. Thanks, you guys, for coming in. It's <laughs> been so you. fun to talk to you. You're both just such joys. And I just love hearing this because, like I said, I think. Just hearing from two kids who needed to be loved, and you guys are obviously just neat people. It makes it easier to kind of, I think, for other people to be like, oh, I could have loved them. <laughs> I could do well, that. I don't know. Do thought it. about it when we were 13 <laughs> yeah. and getting in trouble. And... Right. Nobody's <laughs> a joy when they're 13. Let's be honest. Well, awesome. thanks, you guys, so much for listening. And be sure to like and um, rate the podcast five stars you know you want to do it and then um, <laughs> follow us on instagram love is never wasted or love is never wasted.org to get more information we will lead you to information on foster in your area so thanks you guys Bye.